Hi, Jess. Hey, sis. Mailwom? Hello. Okay, good. Now we're good. Bonjour. How was your soup? I made it really spicy, and now my nose won't stop running. (laughs) You like spicy? I do like spicy. I didn't. I thought for some reason that you didn't. I had that wrong. I do like spicy. I thought you liked most most plain foods. I don't like. Um, I but I like the taste of spicy things. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like I don't like to eat things just to make it hot, you know. Like yeah. hot things for the sake of hot, but like spicy tastes good to me. And to me. <laughs> and me three, us three make we three like spicy foods. Okay, mm-hmm. most of the time. Mm-hmm. We're the mm-hmm. most professional. We're the most professional. I'm making soup for dinner too. I'm making matzo ball soup. Oh, what? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Remember when you made us matzo ball soup like that first time you took us to Disney? Did I? Yeah. In your tiny, like, little apartment? It wasn't a tiny little apartment, but it was like your college. Oh, yeah. Well, which one in, in, at UCF? It was with Allie, I think. Oh, yeah. My roommate. I definitely. I'm pretty sure it was with Allie. I remember her like talking to us on the couch and stuff. Yeah, it had to be there. It had to be there because she also took you to Disney, didn't she? Yeah. I believe that was that time. I like matzo ball soup. (laughs) Well, you know, I know Halloween's over, but it's still like Dia de los Muertos, so that's still spooky time. Right? right. Is that today? That's today or yesterday? I think it's November 2nd. November 2nd is Dia... It's today, right? Toast. See. So it's still appropriate. Dive right into this? Yes, please. Yeah, I'm very let's curious real... how this ends. Okay. So I think that where I stopped Steve off the last time of the rundown was when the he Steve found Luke in the red room, right? And he yes. was passed out. Yes. Like yes. looked like he had overdosed. Yes. Okay. Yes. So there are some key things I forgot to tell you when I was like <laughs> remembering this because it just happens because I'm telling the story and I don't remember every single little thing but there are like some important things that I should go back to tell you so that you know what I'm talking about later um Abigail I didn't tell you about Abigail did I no I didn't tell you anything about Abigail okay Luke has this little imaginary friend he normally draws in his pictures when he draws pictures of like the family and in that um treehouse that apparently doesn't really exist like when he's in the treehouse with Steve there's yeah yeah, yeah there's yeah. there's pictures he draws with his crowns and they hang them up in the treehouse and there's always this little girl in a blue dress with blonde hair and he says it's his friend abigail but none of the other siblings have seen her so they just assume that it's an imaginary friend of his i bet it's not it's not but like when you're watching the show <laughs> you kind of you kind of think that no. she's a ghost just because you see other ghosts so you're like okay well that little girl must also be a ghost whenever you see her sitting with luke somewhere like playing a game or whatever uh-huh. Yeah. So that's Abigail, just so you know who that is. It's a little girl. That's Luke's friend. Okay. Oh. Um, so that's important. Eh? But also, um, I think the easiest way to explain all of this stuff up until that point is probably if I tell you the dad's version of the episode, because then you kind of can fill in what actually happened. Oh, okay, cool. So I'll tell you the dad's episode. Cool. Okay, yeah. So if you if you start in the dad's episode, I think the most important details are probably toward that night when everything goes down when they're little and they have to leave the house. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. that's like the yeah. most important part. But prior yeah. to that, I think it's a couple days before is when the mom starts acting like really unstable and crazy and they don't know what's going on with her. The kids don't really – I think they kind of notice that their mom's acting a little weird because she starts talking to herself a lot. And there's one point when Steve – um, walks in she's in the the twins bedroom and she's talking to them but they're not in there she's talking to their beds like they are in there uh, um so steve comes in and he's what? like mom and she turns around and she's like oh what Where, where's your brother and sister and he's like they're like downstairs playing or something and she's like oh and then he's like are you okay and she's like yeah i'm fine and she leaves so like he kind of knows something's wrong with her she's acting mm-hmm. weird um and then when it was her episode would you be go over her episode too the mom no. and the dad, we just did the kids ones, right? Like, we yeah, know what happened from yeah, their perspective. Okay, yeah. so in the mom's one, I'll just try to, like, go between the both. But in the mom's one, in that scene, she thinks that she's asleep. Or she thinks she's awake. She can never tell the difference anymore. So 
she's in what she's actually yeah but what she's actually seeing is that they were there in their beds and they were talking to her and they were saying really weird things like the little girl was like uh mom if we were having a really bad dream would you want to wake us up and the mom's like of course i'd want to wake you up i saw that in the trailer for the oh you did so like at nighttime just just for saying that so she says like increasingly creepy things like well what if i was really lost in the woods and um, something was coming after me and, you know, I was going to live a whole life alone and be miserable and you'd wake me up from that. Right. And, and she's like, yeah, of course, sweetie, of course. And then the, the little boy was like, what if I grew up and was, and kept having poison and would poison myself because I didn't want to feel anything anymore. And like, would you wake me up from that? So it kind of sounds like they're talking about when they were adults, like uh, when they're going to be adults, like, cause he does drugs and she's just like, no one believes her about anything. Nellie. Uh, so the mom gets like really scared. She's like, of course I would want to wake you up. Like I would never want you to be that scared of that. So that's just a whole illusion thing that that evil ghost Poppy is putting in her head. Like, Why does Poppy do that? Because I oh, think that she also, she talks really weird because she's like this flop, the flapper person. So she's always using like that 20 slang stuff and it gets really annoying. She's like, oh, you're such a tomato, all this stuff. Like, Why are you so weird? She's like really pretty, but she's really evil. And I don't like her. So she always oh, makes the mom think that she had, yeah, yes, that's exactly how she sounds. <laughs> so like the first time you see her, like actually talk to her, the mom and the mom's like, am I dreaming right now? And she goes, yeah, of course you're dreaming. I'm dreaming. We're all dreaming. Like she just nonsense, this ghost. Uh-huh. So at that point, she's not dreaming though. She's awake and she's looking at this ghost in the middle of the night. He's talking to her. But because she, the ghost tells her she's dreaming, that kind of, like, puts her at ease. Like, okay, I'm probably just going to wake up anytime. Like, you're not scary because uh, it just made you up in my head. So she's talking to her, and the, the poppy is telling her that she had kids. And she's kind of describing what happened to her children. But because she's using such strange language to me, I don't really fully understand what happened to her children. But to me, it sounds like she killed them. Because uh, she said something about squeezing her son so tight. And he wasn't breathing and she wanted to make him breathe again or but it sounded like me like she like strangled him or something uh, so i'm guessing she killed her children and earlier the dudleys you know the caretakers yeah. of the house what mrs dudley was telling i think she told nelly or shirley she told one of the little girls <laughs> mrs dudley told one of the little girls when they found a picture of poppy like they found like a pretty picture it's black and white of this person they were like who's that and she she explained to them who that was that's when you learn like who that is but she said that she was insane and she was in an asylum for most of her life or a big chunk of her life and that's where she met her husband who was also insane Uh, so they were already not all there before they died and i guess they just stayed insane uh, so i'm pretty sure she killed her children and that's probably why she's telling Olivia to do the same thing or trying to trick her into doing the same thing because yeah when she's talking to her later like I think she put that whole dream in her head about the kids asking like would you wake us up if we were having a really bad nightmare and then when she's talking to her in the parlor later she was telling her like oh we're all dreaming and if bad things are happening to your kids you just need to wake them up and she was like well how do I do that because like now she's scared like I don't want anything to happen to my kids what do I do I'm having a eight o'clock coke oh that is a delicious thing to do mirror oh yeah whenever possible oh yeah oh yeah as i was leaving work everyone was getting all these weather alerts that there was like tornado warnings and like no yeah really? like the wind was gonna be like Blind terrible hair. and like and i could hear it it was pouring really really hard but when i went downstairs it was raining but it wasn't like raining like awful so i could walk my car no problem and then like it was stayed pretty much dry the entire time i got home like there was a lot of traffic like really bad traffic but it was like not rain traffic and so now i'm in my house and now i can hear the wind picking up again oh my gosh mir i'm so glad you're back now i don't mind storms as long as i'm in the house before the storm hits (laughs) right and you have what you need you're not like you don't need to go back yeah exactly good hot bowl of soup how did you make your your soup hot like would you make what kind of soup it was um beef ramen and i just put a lot of hot sauce in there lately i've been eating a lot of a lot of salsa with (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm so sorry about all these technical difficulties, Don't guys. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. So sorry. I really. Funny. I don't remember so where we were though. Now we're here. Poppy. Yes. Was always insane. What was always the same? Poppy was always Poppy. insane. Yeah, she was always insane. Okay. I thought you said she was always the same. I'm like, yeah, well, <laughs> so she, she's always the same. Always. Hi, Is that mom? Yeah. <laughs> Hello? 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 Hi, mom. <laughs> Good. We're just trying to podcast, but my mic keeps messing up. Oh, so sorry. <laughs> we, we have to edit it out. Yeah, we're going to edit it out anyway. Okay, bye. <laughs> That's fine. Okay. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> well, that's fine. <laughs> Just in case you needed me to comment on it. Oh, yeah, for sure. I have it on my chest. So if you guys can't Just so do I. I have it on my chest. As well. No way. <laughs> that's where Evie likes to put phones anyway. No way. Oh, yeah, because she then she climbs on you and then she lays down. She just leaves it there. Oh, man. So okay. cute, though. She is so cute, though. Her birthday's next week. I know. I, I keep know. forgetting that it's literally a one week from now. Not, like, one and a half, but, like, one week. Now let's talk about ghosts. Yeah. Okay. So, what's her name is always crazy and always there. Poppy. Poppy. All right. So, in the dad's episode, um, you see, like, the mom. He, he was dealing with some mold situation in the basement. Um, which also they found a skeleton down there when they were trying to renovate. Ah. Yeah. yeah. That Luke found, Luke and Theo found one day because there was a dumb waiter and um, Luke wanted to get in the dumb waiter and Theo was like, I don't think that's a good idea. And he's like, I really want to do it, please. And she was like, all right, but don't tell mom and dad that I'm helping you do this because I'm going to get in trouble if I help you get in this dumb waiter. So he gets in it and it goes down and then he starts screaming from the basement, goes down to the basement. And he starts screaming because there's like a skeleton down there trying to get him. Just like climbs out from behind a barrel. Uh, uh. Yeah, Yeah, there's like a wine cellar that they didn't know was in the house. So he's screaming and Theo's trying to get him back up. And then the buttons aren't working, of course, because it's a haunted house. Like the cast of Almond, whatever. From like yes. Yes. I'm a Tedito. Yeah. I'm a Colada. I'm a Tedito. Uh huh. We three English majors. Yes. So, thank you. Classic. They're trying to get him back up, and then he's screaming. So the parents come running down, and they're like, What's going on? And they help him, and they get like, they pull it back up. And Theo's in tons of trouble then. And Luke is crying and screaming in his pajama top because it was like at nighttime when this happened, of course, because only creepy things happen in the house at nighttime. In the daytime, they don't happen. Oh, really? Yeah. They only come out at night, all the ghosts. So his pajama top is ripped and there was a skeleton and whatever because he's like completely traumatized and the parents don't believe him. I don't know why. (laughs) So they don't believe him. And then, but Theo, like, because she can tell things. Like, she, yeah. I guess she was, like, hugging him or touching him or something on his arm. And, like, she knows, like, he actually saw something. He's not making this up or spooking himself. Like, he's actually completely terrified because something was down there. So the parents are like, well, there's nothing on the blueprints of this house that say that there's a wine cellar. That's completely not on any of the blueprints. And they have, like, a couple different versions of the plans, but none of them really align with each other. So the mom, who is a house designer, like, she deals with the blueprint stuff. Yeah. said that she's going to just make a whole like master plan with all of the versions of the blueprints that they have. So she makes like a big blueprint thing and eventually they do find this, this wine cellar. Um, but Theo had to like feel it out for them. Cause she was telling her dad, she's like, dad, there's like a staircase to it somewhere else. Cause I can feel it. Like she took, she asked um, Luke, she said, when you saw that skeleton, how many feet do you think he was away from you? And he's like, I don't know, maybe like, like, they were just, like, stepping out steps. And he's, like, maybe eight or nine or whatever. They counted, like, how many steps he thought the skeleton was away from him, from yeah. the dumbwaiter. So she did, like, just did some, like, simple math and tried to, like, make take that many steps in the kitchen. And she found, like, a secret door to a staircase that goes down to that wine cellar. Oh, my gosh. Uh... So then she showed her dad where that was. And he's, like, how on earth did you even find this or feel out or whatever? And she's, like, I don't know, dad. I just listened to Luke. I knew he was telling the truth. So 
they find that and they go down there, but there's like a major mold problem, really gross mold stuff. So then the dad's like all upset because he's like, oh crap, there's mold in the house. We got to deal with. Are you there? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just very concerned about this mold problem. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. We get serious about mold. (laughs) Serious black mold. So now because that costs like more time and money that they would have to be in this house, they didn't want to stay in the house to fix Mm -hmm. it. Mm. So in the master plan that the mom made to give the dad to see like what if there's any other rooms in the house they don't know about. Um she gave it to him and it looked like I don't think they show you in the first shot like when you see his face and he's like what the what is going on with this house plan and the Mr. Dudley's there because he helps him like with the renovating stuff and like find out where the house keys are and whatnot and he's like this is is this supposed what this plan is supposed to look like like what the heck is this so I don't think they showed you there but then you see later in the mom's whole um section that the dad comes to her and he's like, Olivia, what's the deal with this plan? Like, why does it look so crazy? And she's like, what are you talking about? And he shows her and there's like all these little tiny scribbles inside the house that looks kind of like a maze, like in all of the rooms. And um, he goes, I thought that this scribble looked familiar. It's just like repeated into a giant pattern across the whole blueprint. And he's like, and then I realized it was your blueprint for our forever house that you designed for us like later. Like, it's miniaturized and put into a pattern into the whole blueprint. Uh, and, like, across the whole thing. And she has uh, no memory of doing it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Are you okay, man? I don't know why that's so upsetting. Yeah, it is pretty upsetting. <laughs> and she doesn't have a memory of doing it, but I'm thinking that kind of implies that the house wants them to stay there forever. Oh. Kind of. No. That's what I got from that. Yeah. So she doesn't remember doing it and she starts to get really upset. And she's like, I don't remember doing that. And I don't remember like talking to you when I'm asleep and you're saying I'm talking to you and all this stuff. At one point they, uh, he, they wake up in the middle of the night and she's got like a screwdriver to his neck, but she was what? dreaming about something completely different. Cause it was like a poppy crazy dream. And she didn't even know what she was doing. And she woke up, she was doing that. And he freaked out. He's like, what are you doing? Why are you trying to kill me? She's like, I didn't know that I was doing that. I'm not trying to kill you. Like that's, I wasn't trying to, I didn't want to do that at all. So at that point that happened. And then the blueprint thing happened. And he's like, I think that, um, you need to go away for a couple days. You need to get out of this house. Like you need to go to your sisters and I'll take care of the kids and you need to get away from this house. Go to my sisters. Yeah. That's what you gotta go to your sisters. Yeah. So um, she, at that point, is like, yeah, I think you're right because this is really weird. I don't remember doing any of these things. So she's really upset. And then when Mr. Dudley had found out when he saw that blueprint with the dad the first time, he was telling her, him, that he advised Olivia to leave the house. He said, I think your wife needs to get out of the house because this is a weird place. And, like, he tells him a story about he and his wife since they've always worked for that family that lived in the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the last people that lived there were, it was an old lady that one of the families and she just died from being old. And, but the mom, no, not the mom, Mrs. Dudley had taken care of her while she was sick in the house. And, um, she was pregnant at one point and it was, he said it was with their first child. So, um, she worked the entire time she was pregnant and then she ended up going into labor while she was at work one day and she had the baby in the house. But oh, no. yeah, but the baby did not survive. So she was really upset, of course, because she lost her baby. But I don't, I don't think it had anything to do with the house. It might, may, may have. They don't tell you or not if it did. But mm-hmm. she, she just lost the baby. And um, he said, then like the next week, she came back to work, and and he was like, I don't think you should do that because like the house was making her feel like Olivia was like kind of crazy, like she couldn't uh-huh. tell if things are real or not. Um, and she said she just wanted to stay busy and she wanted to go back to work. So she went back to work and then she um, stayed past dark one night, like giving the lady her dinner, which they don't do anymore. They don't stay in the house past dark. But she was there before and that she heard a baby crying somewhere in the house. And she no. knew it was, yes, yeah, she knew it was her baby. She was like, this is my baby. And she went all over the house going crazy looking for the baby and she can't find it. So then she ran home like to her husband would they live like in the woods somewhere off property and told him about it and he was like i i was just worried for her like sanity and like her health 
he's like I don't think that you should go back to work for a while so then he keeps going back to work though and then he's there one day after night and he hears the same thing he hears the baby so he's looking for the baby everywhere and also can't find the baby so then they decide we're not going to go to this house after dark anymore because nothing happens weird in the daytime and we're both going crazy (laughs) but we think our baby is in this house somewhere because it died in the house so he tells him that whole story, and that's what convinces Hugh, the dad, to, like, tell his wife, okay, you got to get out of here for a little while. Go to your sisters. Go to your sisters. Go to your sisters. So she's going. She's packing. She's going to the her sisters. She tells them all, like, in the morning um, to the kids, like, I'm just going to go visit Aunt, whatever her name is. I think it's Janet, because that ends up being the lady that raises them later, Aunt Janet. She's like, I'm going to go to Janet's house and I'll be back in a couple days and everything's going to be fine. And they're like sad she's going, but they're okay because their dad's still there. And she says she'll be back. So she said, she goes, you see her go in the taxi and you see her leave. And then you see her call the dad at like later in the night and the kids are all being loud in the kitchen, like eating dinner. And he can't really hear her very well. And she's like, oh, how are the kids doing? He's like, they're fine. Say hi to Janet. She's like, oh, she says hi. She says hi. Like, she's acting like she's talking to her sister. But you see that she's in a hotel room. She never made it to her sisters. She didn't go. Uh. Yeah. And I think it's because she was so worried that something was going to happen to the kids in the house. She didn't want to go too far away. Oh. She was worried that, like, whatever was going on was going to start affecting them in like the ghost in the situation because she doesn't know what she doesn't know like if they are ghosts or if she's seeing them if she's crazy yeah so you see in the middle of the night her take a taxi back to the house she didn't probably was gone for like one afternoon or something she wasn't gone that long and the dad's asleep in the living room on a on the couch Probably just because he wants to, like, keep an eye on everything. He didn't go back to the bedroom. Are you okay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to see if I told you everything I was supposed to tell you. Yeah. Okay. I'm just going over the dad and the mom's episodes. Okay. So, um, Shirley got up. And when Olivia came in, she saw Hugh asleep on the couch. And she didn't wake him up. She just, like, left the room she, with her suitcase. Came back inside. So, then Shirley's up in the kitchen for some reason to go get water or something middle of the night the oldest daughter yeah and she sees her mom in the kitchen like setting up a tea party like on a tray and she's like mom i thought you were i thought you were at Aunt janet's like what are you doing home and she's like oh i had to come home oh first the first thing she says to shirley is oh shirley are you dreaming too and shirley's like what no i'm awake like we're awake right now <laughs> So she thinks that they're in a dream, which is a bad sign already. Yeah. So she's like, no, mom. Um, And she goes, oh, I'm setting up a tea party to have with, um, with Nellie and uh, Luke. Do you want to come? And she's like, no, I don't want, I'm just going to have water. And she's like, okay, I'll see you later. So the mom takes the tea tray and goes out. And then Nellie, uh, not Nellie, Shirley goes out to the living room where her dad is and wakes up her dad. She's like, dad, did you know that mom's home? Did you see mom? He goes, your mom's not home. She went to her, her sister's. She's like, no, I just saw her in the kitchen. She's definitely home. And she's acting really weird. So the dad's like, oh, crap. Oh, so then you see the Been mom. There. Yeah, yeah. This is when all the crap's going to happen. So the mom goes into the twins' room. And she wakes them up. And, um, and oh, yeah, before, like, that day or something, you had seen Luke ask one of the parents. I don't remember which one. But he said, can Abigail come over for a sleepover? And they're like, oh, yeah, sure, whatever. Abigail can come over. Uh, that's fine. Because I think it's, it's his imaginary friend. So, yeah. they don't, whatever. Like, they don't, like right. yeah, sure, she can come. So she goes into their room and she wakes the twins up. And um, Luke's on Wait the Wait a floor. second. I have a theory about who Abigail is. I'm just going to say that much. <laughs> okay. Please continue. Are Thank you sure? You, you don't want to yeah. say what it is? Well, like, I'm kind of thinking it might be the baby that didn't make it. Okay, well, that's an interesting theory, but okay. I will not tell you yes or no about that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Please continue. So she wakes up, and Luke's on the floor in a blanket, and Nellie's in her bed, and um, there's a, a third child in the bed. She can see it. She can see it, and so they set up, and she goes, oh, guys, you want to come? Oh, who are you? And, and she goes, oh, I'm Abigail. Luke said that it was okay if I slept over. I don't want to be in trouble. Like, am I in trouble? Oh. And 
so the mom's like oh no of course you're abigail oh i'm so sorry like i know who you are like she's like upset that she thought it was an imaginary friend because she can see her now she's like oh I'm, of course that's fine you want to come to our tea party we're gonna have a tea party yeah. so so she's like yeah i want to come so they all go with her up the stairs into the room the red which is the red room when the door is wide oh. open no yeah so there's a little table in there and she sets up the, the tea party and um they're having tea so i'm gonna have to tell you because you're not seeing it because you wouldn't know but she definitely poisoned that tea no uh, yes because no, no, earlier no. when poppy was like oh you've got to wake your kids up if they're having a nightmare and she said well how do i do that poppy told them like she whispered in her ear that this is how you do it but I'm, she, you find out she's telling them, like, you give them poison. No. Yes. Oh. Yes. So they're pouring the tea. And before Luke and Nellie take any sips of it, um, she's asking, like, well, how do you like your tea, guys? You want milk and sugar or whatever? And Abigail goes, I don't know. I've never had tea. Like, I'm not allowed to have tea at home. So she's like, oh, I'll just make it for you then. So she gives Abigail tea first. And the two twins don't take any and then Abigail takes a sip of it and um, Abigail starts choking on it. She starts choking. Yeah. So, you know, like at that point, like, Oh, she's alive. Like this is a real child. She's no. Alive. Yes. No. So she, she chokes, she falls on the floor and she's dead. She dies pretty quickly. <gasps> oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. So then at that point, um, Hugh comes running upstairs into that room and he's like surprised that it's open because they can never get it open. So he runs into the room and he's like screaming at her. He's like, What are you doing? And then he sees Abigail and he's like, Oh my God, like, what did you do to her? So I think he knew that Abigail was there because he was the parent that was there when she came over. Oh, okay. Like earlier in the day. Um, yeah. So then he's like yelling at her and he's pulling her away from the children and she's like no Hugh I'm trying to save them I'm trying to wake us all up or whatever because she doesn't know what she's doing and and he he, like she won't stop doing what she's doing she's like trying to make them drink it so he pulls her away and I think he pushes her into the wall so she falls down so she stops for like a little bit doing all her crazy things so then he grabs the twins and he runs downstairs and I think he puts them in the car and then he grabs the girls and he gets them in the car so at that point, like the last kid is Steve, and that's the scene that you see in the first episode when he runs into Steve's room and he's like, Okay, we gotta go. <laughs> shut yeah, the F up. We gotta get going. Yeah, shut the <laughs> F up. We gotta go now. <laughs> so But what about Abigail? She's still laying yeah, on the floor. She's, like, she's still in the red room on the floor. Oh, um geez. and I think maybe like a couple seconds after that, you see her show up in the house as a ghost. Like no. in her little dress. Yeah, because she died there, so she's there now. Um, That's so, so sad. Yeah, it, it is. It's super sad because the whole time her show, That's you think really that sad. she's imaginary, and when you find out that she's real, and then she actually dies, you feel really bad. You're like, oh crap, it was like a real little girl. Oh man. Yeah. So. That's really sad. It is. It, that was a really. I think that was one of the saddest parts of the show. Um. At when the dad is running to get the rest of the kids, he can totally see ghosts everywhere. Uh, you can see them all. Like he, he can see them everywhere. Like all these scary ghosts. So that's why he wants to go get Steve. He's like, "Do not look at anything that you see. Do you, keep your eyes closed. I'm going to run you out of this house. Shut the f up." <laughs> <laughs> like he's not even saying anything, but like shut the yes. f up. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Like this stuff's not really arguing with him too much. <laughs> So he gets them all into the car and then you see, I think probably in the mom's episode when you see like what she's actually seeing because she thinks she's doing the right things. She's not, but she thinks she is. So when she goes to the door and that doorknob is, is like moving from the, from the boy's perspective and the dad's perspective in the room. Yeah. The mom is the one on the outside moving the thing and she's still like normal. Like nothing's wrong with her. Bumped her head when he hit her to the wall. Like there's nothing she's not like bloody or anything she's perfectly alive at this point and she's moving the doorknob to try to open the door but the dad was holding the door shut and poppy is right next to her being like oh he's trying to take your children away he's trying to take them away from you like and she's like well why would he do that he wouldn't do that and the poppies are like well he's going to do it you're going to watch him do it if you don't try to do something to stop them so she keeps she just leaves i think she just wanders down the hallway 
And that's when the dad takes the opportunity to just like book it. Mm. So, but I think she chases him while he's booking. Like when she sees him run away, she's like, no, stop. So she sounds like she's crazy. Um, But she just doesn't want them all to leave. So they leave. And then um, in the mom episode, you see Poppy talking her into all this crap. Be like, oh, they just left. And this is just a horrible nightmare, though. It's not real. You just got to wake yourself up. And she's like, I don't know how to wake myself up from this. This is terrible. Like, my children think that I hurt them and and I killed a little girl and I didn't want to do that. Like, this is a terrible nightmare. I just want to wake up. So Poppy's like, okay. And she pushes her off the balcony. Oh, like, I'm going to wake you up. So she pushes her off the balcony and, and that's how the mom dies. So she hits her head on the floor and she's dead. So the Dudleys, I think, probably came at some point when the mom was um, right after that had happened. Because when the dad comes back, like he took the kids to a hotel. He left them there. He said he'd be right back. He's going to go get mom. So he, when he gets back to the house, she's dead and she's on the floor. So he comes in the front door and he's like all upset and screaming and the Dudleys were there and he's like, when did you find her? Were you here when this happened? Like, what, tell me what you know. And they were like, no, we were here. We were just looking for our daughter. She ran out in the middle of the night. She didn't tell us she was going anywhere. We can't find our daughter. No. Yeah. So he's like, your daughter. And then he realizes who their daughter is. He didn't even know that that was their daughter. So he takes them upstairs to the room and where Abigail's on the floor and they're, you know, crying devastatedly like, this is their child because they had it. They said the baby was their first child. Uh, they had a second child and it was Abigail. No. Yeah. Which Mrs. Dudley did say earlier in the show that she decided to stay on because she heard that the new owners had children that were her daughter's own age. And she wanted to like, make sure that nothing bad happened to them in the house. So that would make sense if she's the same age as the twins and she's homeschooled so no one ever really sees her she's not really allowed to leave the house so kind of they, that's why people would think that she was imaginary like the whole show because oh she's just like super protective overprotective of her the Dudleys are so they're just like devastated and but then they're holding like the body of their actual daughter and then they hear in the hallway mom like the little girl so they turn around and they oh, see no. the ghost Abigail and they like, oh yeah, but they like run over to her and the mom picks her up and she's just like squeezing her and whatever. And she's just like still their daughter. She's not weird or anything. So um, the dad says like, he's all upset. And he's like, I'm going to burn this house down right now. I'm going to burn it down. It's, I can't believe this has happened. And all my children are going to be scarred for life. And, and the parents are like, no, you can't burn the house down. Like our daughter's here. This is, this is where she is now. Like uh... you can't see her if you burn this house down. So they make an agreement that they can stay on as the caretakers of the house because that's the only way that they can see their daughter, like forever. Um, and the dad says, okay. if you don't, if you don't burn the house down, I will. Um, we are not going to press charges. We're not going to tell anything anybody about what your wife did. We'll go have a private funeral and bury our daughter. But like, please keep this house up and just keep us on as the caretakers of it. So that's what he ends up doing. Like nobody ever else lives in the house and for 26 years, and they just take care of the house. So they can but their the, is she still is Abigail still the same every day? Yeah, she's still yeah. She never gets weird. No, or... no, she's just a little girl. So they just keep going back to like take care of her because she's a kid. Oh my she's gosh. A um, yeah. So that's what happened in the mom and the dad's episodes. I think I told you everything oh that's important and importante. Oh my god! So then, when it's current time. The last thing I told you was Steve gets in that red room and Luke is on the floor. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I have 18% battery left on my phone. Let's see if we can get through this. We can do it. We can, we can do this. Yeah. So when you're in the red room, it seems like Poppy's trying to get them all in the red room, all the kids so that they're all in the house so that they can be whatever. So that the house can eat them or whatever that means. Um, because they said the mom told one of the kids in one of the flashbacks that every house has a heart and she thinks that like in their house that they were designing for the future she said that the kitchen was like the heart of that house because everyone would come in and out of it so then they explained later that that red room is the heart of Hill House okay and that's why they want all the kids in that room Um, so Luke's in there already Steve gets in there and the dad's still stuck outside so Steve already had that whole fantasy about like he was home and he thought he was really home with his wife and she was pregnant. 
and um when when the wife turns into a scary zombie person is when like he realizes it's he's not reality and um nelly shows up in that fantasy and she's like steve you gotta get out of here so she like grabs his hand in that in the fantasy and he wakes up for real in the red room by himself with with luke again and he sees like luke is still dying on the floor but he's still breathing i think barely so um the other girls i think they all wake up around the same time but they show you one by one when the girls got to the house you know like how they were following them oh yeah 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 they're yeah, on their way the over. sisters got to the house and i pretty much as soon as they got in there poppy like knocked them out put them in the red room so now all the kids are in the red room but i think theo had like some fantasy about the her girlfriend person like she dated somebody earlier in the show and she kept trying to like avoid her because she didn't really want to date her like she had like a fling with her by meeting her at a club and the girl actually ended up being like really nice and caring about theo and kept trying to call her and like be her actual girlfriend but then theo just didn't want to have anything to do with an actual relationship so in her mm-hmm. like fantasy that girl is there but it's not really her obviously mm. And she's yeah. trying to get her to, like, stay in this fantasy world thing. But the same thing happens. Nellie shows up and she's like, Theo. And she grabs her hand and gets her out. Yeah. Good. And then she does the same thing with um, Shirley. Shirley's having, like, uh, an illusion thing of a guy that you see every so often in the background just kind of, like, raise a drink to her. And you just kind of think that he's a ghost that's just following her around. But he's never been in the yeah. house. You've never seen him in the house. So he he actually is just like a thing in her brain that she sees sometimes because she feels guilty because it's the guy that she cheated on her husband with like 20 years ago and never told him about. Uh, Who actually is a guy from One Tree Hill. Because <laughs> every time you show up, no what is this guy from One Tree Hill just randomly in this every so often? Yeah. He's the brother. You remember like the main guy's brother? Like they're, they're twin brother people. No. They both play basketball and they're both traumatized about life things. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> but not Chad Michael Murray, but his brother. Oh my god! So he's in. The... Is he the one that was in Gilmore Girls? Like is that, like one of those ones? No, that was Chad Michael Murray. No, like in Gilmore Girls, he was, his name is Dave. I want to say, and he had like black curly hair. Oh, did he? He was Lane's Lane's boyfriend. Oh for, like, no, he's from the OC, Jess. Oh, oh see, this? this is one tree hill we're talking Let's about. Get it together. Different, oh different nineties sitcom guy. That's what I'm thinking about. But Thank along you. the same lines, similarly looking. Oh, <laughs> still tall and has dark hair. Oh, um, so he okay. always shows up, like when she, I guess, is like remembering that, and she feels guilty. He's like always in the background doing like a Gatsby cheers, like hey, <laughs> his drink. Gatsby. So she's actually at the bar with him again in her fantasy thing and like first i think it plays out how it probably actually happened like they were at a convention for funeral people and he meets her sends her a drink at the bar and then she sends it back to him because she doesn't really want it and then she sends him like a weird appetizer as like a joke and he comes over he's like why would you send me this she's like why would you send me a drink i didn't ask for it like it's still weird if i do it to you but yeah. then they start actually talking and she likes them. So in this oh. fantasy version, she's like, hey, I'm married. This is not going to happen. It was nice meeting you. Good night. But then, like, he turns around. That's when you know, like, oh, this isn't a memory. This is like a creepy alternate reality thing. Because he turns around and he's like, yeah, that's what you wish would have happened, right? And she's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, yeah, in reality, we totally, you cheated on your husband with me and... Um, didn't tell anybody about it for 20 years, but that's that's not what's whatever. Like, you can tell, like, he's a ghost right now. Oh, so gosh. I think he starts being, like, really creepy and mean to her, and that's when Nellie shows up and gets her out. And gets, she gets Shirley out. She's like, Shirley, wake up. So then, and she's like, shut the F up. Right. She's like, shut the here. F up. Get away from my sister. You're a ghost. I'm a ghost. Let's go. So then they get out of oh, there. Oh, no. Then they were so at this point now they're all awake in the locked red room except for Luke who's still on the floor pretty much dead. No, and I was really nervous because I was like, no, I don't want Luke to die after all this nonsense. Like that would have been so bad. So then you go into where he's stuck in his ghost brain thing. I don't know what these things are actually called. Alternate reality ghost visions. Um, and he is with that girl. Remember the girl he his friend that he chased out. 
after she left rehab and he went after her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in his thing, he's on the street and he's all beat up and that girl comes back up to him and she's like, oh, hey, I was looking for you. And he's like, I thought you left with the money. And she's like, no, I went to go get us a hotel. That's, that's where I went. And he's like, oh, okay. So she takes him to like a nice hotel. They go up to the room and she's like, okay, so we can just get some sleep now. And, and he's like, but wait, I thought, I thought you like went back on drugs and that's why you stole the money. And she's like, no, that's just what you thought. And and she's like, oh, but you know what? We should probably do some more drugs before we go back to rehab tomorrow. He's like, why would we do that? And she's like, because that you'll have a better chance of like not falling off the wagon. Haven't you heard that before? Like you just do a little bit and then you can go back. And he's like, no, that sounds weird to me. I don't think we should do that. And then she's like, oh, but you already are. And then he looks at his arm and there's a needle stuck in it. Oh, so, no. so like, I think she made him or she put it in when he whatever, when he was being distracted. But in real life, it's rat poison. It's like the same poison his mom put in that tea when they were little that was left in the house, like in real life. So that's why he's dying or dead or whatever. So then after he looks down and he sees the needle in his arm in the dream land, um, he, you think that he's dead because he wakes up, like wakes up in quotes in that red room again, but he, it's like pretty and his mom is there. And Abigail's there, and little Nellie's there at this table having a tea party. And then the mom's like, I'm so happy you're here. So this is like the real the real version of the mom ghost. So she's like, I'm so glad you're here. I've been waiting for you to be here for so long. We're going to have a tea party. And look, I have your hat, like the, the hat that he took from that ghost that one time. No. Yeah. She's like, look, you can, I have yeah. your hat. We're all ready for you to be here. And she's like, and you've been trying to get here for so long. I'm so glad you showed up. Because I think she meant like, because you've been addicted to drugs. Aww. And there's so many times you could have been here almost. But yeah. Um, and he and so that little Nellie's looking at him like really angry. And he's like, well, what's wrong? And, and Nellie goes, you need to go get out. And the mom's like, no, sh- no, he should be here. Like this, we're having a party with him. And he's like, then why doesn't she want me to be here? So Nellie just keeps telling him to go, the little version of her. She's like, no, go. Don't, you shouldn't be here. So then adult Nellie shows up and she's like, Luke, wake up and get him out of there. Yeah. So now they're all awake. So he wakes up in the red room, like coughing. Um, I think Theo had been giving him like CPR because she's a doctor. Remember? She's whatever. Yeah. So she, once she woke up, she had been like trying to get him to wake up. So then he finally wakes up and they're all like relieved and like, oh my God, thank you. Oh my gosh, Luke, you're okay. Okay. He's going to be okay. We got to get him to the hospital somehow. We got to get out of this room. And Luke's like coughing. He's like, yeah, she saved me. And they're like, who saved you? And, and he goes, her. And so he points at the door and Nellie's there, like adult Nellie, ghost Nellie. Oh, oh. Yeah. She shows up while they're all there. And she's like saying things, but you don't really understand what she's talking about. And they're all just like, they're not even really surprised to see her because they've seen so many weird things at this point. Like, they, they believe that she's yeah. there. But, um, like, they're trying to get Luke up and try to trying to figure out how to open the door. And Nellie is just saying words that are, seem like they're out of order. And then Shelly, Shirley says, I think, I feel like I've been in this room before. And then it's, like, Nellie's things that she had been saying, she started saying again. And then they were answers to her. I don't know how to explain that, but it seems like she's out of sync. Like, oh, okay. with their timeline, oh, kind oh, of. Okay which I, I think that's probably on purpose. I mean, obviously it's on purpose because yeah, that's which... how it's written, but I think they're trying to make you feel like she's just like on a different plane of time sort of thing. Yeah, like how she visits herself. Yes. And scares herself. Like yes. Like all... Right, okay. like that. So when Shirley says, I feel like I've been here before, and then Nellie repeats herself, which she had been saying before. She's like, "We ha- you have, we've all been here before. We just didn't know it was here. So then they all look at her like, wait, what? Now you're making sense. Like, what? It, and she because before they were kind of ignoring her trying to figure out how to get out of the room uh. rambling so then they like they connect <laughs> with her when she's like yeah we, we've all been here before and they're like what are you talking about and she's like we were all in here but we didn't know this is where we were she, and they like show you all the times she's like you guys thought it was a tree house I thought it was a workout room like in all their episodes when they were kids you saw them in these rooms but you didn't know they were all the red uh. rooms and there's even some parts like when the other two girls have been trying to unlock the door from the outside um yeah. Shirley had been in that room from her perspective she was like doing some workout video dance dance thing like on a tv oh. and the the feet that you see under the door were actually hers ah uh. 
so she had been in there and thought it was that room. Theo thought it was something else. I don't really remember what Theo thought it was, but um, the mom had been in there and she thought it was a reading room. Steve thought it was a video game living room. Like you always saw this room in the show, but they never showed the outside door when they were oh in it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that's yeah. So Nellie says, like, we've all been in here. You just didn't know it was this because it always disguises itself as whatever you want it to be, so it can get you in here. It's the evil room of requirement. Yes, that's exactly what it is. It is the evil room of requirement. Ah. Oh. Um, I the only person I don't think had been in it was the dad for whatever reason. I'm not really sure why. But it had tricked everybody else but him. Um, so they were like, okay, crap. So why, why is it doing this? And Nellie said, you know how, like, mom said there's a heart of the house or whatever. So that's when she explains to them, this is the heart of this house. And it wants you in here so it can, like, digest you. It wants all of us to stay in this house forever. That's what it does. Oh, house no. is alive. Um, and they're all upset. Like, they're talking to her now that she's making sense. Like, Nellie, I'm so sorry that, like, we didn't believe you before when you thought you were going crazy and like it's our fault for not answering the phone when we should have answered the phone and whatever and she's like guys there's nothing you could have done you couldn't have stopped anything this house is just nuts and um and she's like and I'm I'm still here like with you that's when she tries to explain the timeline thing she's like we all think because when we're alive things happen linear linear like event by event and she's like and now that I'm not alive anymore she's like it's like um confetti She's like, I'm like everywhere. I can go in all these different times and stuff. I can see everything makes sense now. And like, I'm always going to be here with you. Like, and you loved me and I loved you completely. You're like my best friends in the whole world. And I'm really sorry that we're not all together at the same time anymore. But like, I'm always going to be with you sort of thing. So yeah, they're all like sad about that, but they're happy they can like talk to her and like kind of get closure with that. And then, yeah. and then she disappears, Aww. but they're still in the room. So um but she just says like she's she's gonna try to help them get out like she wants to get them out of the house so then you see the dad on the outside wake up like he was unconscious on the outside of the house because that poppy lady ghost had knocked him out so he couldn't help the kids on the inside of the room are you still there yeah i'm just like really into this Okay. Yeah, I'm just really focusing. Okay. I just don't want to be telling you the whole yeah. story and you're not there. And then I'm like, oh. no, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm so here for this. Okay. Um, yeah. So the dad wakes up on the outside of the door and the mom ghost, real ghost, is there. Olivia. Oh, gosh. Yeah. She says this really weird, like, thing. Um, here, I wrote it down because it was a weird, it's a weird phrase from a poem. Let me see. Oh, journeys end at lover's meeting is what she says when she comes up to him. And that was a line that was in the book a lot. And it's like a poem that Eleanor recites to herself when she thinks that she's going crazy because it's just a poem she knows by memory. So they used it in this thing as they said it was their vows. Because then the dad stands up and he's like, oh, so you remember our vows. So whatever. I guess they're just trying to like pull things from the book, but it doesn't really fit. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I'm going to plug the phone in so it doesn't die while I'm trying to tell you the end of the story. Oh, snap. Thank you. Okay. Okay. So she says that, and then he stands up, and he's like, Olivia, or whatever. He's happy to see her, but he's like, I've um, seen you, you know, since it happened all the time. And she's like, yeah, but that's not me. That's that's a figment of your imagination that you're just trying to, like, feel less lonely. He's like, yeah, I guess I guess you're right about that. And he's like, um, Olivia, you can't, like, keep the, the kids here in the house in this room you can't kill them like you're gonna kill them and she's like no i'm just trying to wake them up we're all supposed to be together he's like no you're really confused because you died really confused and our kids are dying in that room right now and i need to get them out of the house so she's like kind of like sad about that i think she tries to reason with him more about what she's thinking but in the end he wins and he's like listen i made you a promise before i'm gonna keep it but you need to get these kids out of the house you need to let them go so finally she's like okay fine so she lets she opens the door the red door yeah and the kids all i don't think the kids see her there none of them see her she must like disappear after she opens the door but they all like they're carrying luke down the stairs and you see like all of the ghosts of the house i think probably everyone that was maybe hidden in every shot of the show that maybe you didn't notice before because there's like a big crowd of ghosts that are like following them out of the house that probably don't want them to leave the house I know it's really scary but um so they're just hobbling out they're carrying Luke out they get there they get to a car 
and then the dad and Steve are the last two out of the house and um they're like are you are you gonna come in our car but they had their own car because they got there first and um Steve's like no and the dad goes yeah I gotta we gotta take care of something and, and we'll meet you back at the hotel or wherever they're going I don't even remember where they're going at this point back at the house their own house yeah so the girls have Luke and they're like okay we'll just just like leave soon leave right after us and they're like okay so they drive away with Luke and then Steve and the dad go back into the house and Steve's like, oh, the dad goes, I'm surprised you didn't tell them. And Steve's like, well, I don't really understand what I saw. So they walk back up the stairs and you see the dad's body on on the floor in the hallway. What? Yeah. So they were talking to his ghost as they were leaving. Um, and you see like a bottle of like he had a heart prescription and you see it's like empty. Like he took all the pills. Aww. So he had made a deal with the mom that if she let the kids go, he would stay with her because she was lonely. So that's what happened. So then the mom shows back up and he's like, dad, how am I going to explain this to them or whatever? He's like, just tell them the truth. Just tell them whatever. And I'm going to be here with your mom and Nellie. And this is just how it has to be. So you guys can live your lives. So then you see, so like Steve is like narrating the closing of this whole series. And you think that he's probably writing a sequel like to the book to his first book to like wrap it up of what happened later so he's just explaining all this stuff and then you see like um a scene with the red room open and it's like a pretty room at this point and the mom and nelly are in there and then the dad goes in and like he hugs them both and the door closes so then you see all the the other kids go back to like their normal stuff like it wraps up surprisingly happily for being such a scary show the whole time like the girls that um surely just t- like you see a scene with her like telling her husband about what happened like 20 years ago when she cheated on him she's like holding his hand and she's like i'm gonna tell you something and i'm just really hoping you can love me anyway through this and it kind of looks like he's forgiving her like she's crying and he's just like rubbing her back so like that gets resolved and then you see a scene of theo yeah. like moving out all of her stuff out of shirley's like guest house and her girlfriend's there like helping her pack up her boxes and stuff and then um luke is like better He's like still getting better and I think he gets to leave rehab. And then you show Steve like writing this book, writing this conclusion of this story with his wife and she is actually pregnant. So they, oh. he must have had like a reverse surgery or something so they could have kids and he told her the truth and everything. Oh, all the nonsense. Oh, so then you see like um, the last scene I think is the house. It goes back to the house while he's just talking about like hauntings and ghosts that chase you in your life and blah 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 like he's trying to wrap it all up and there's like cheerful music in the back which i did not also expect i'm like this is weird oh my god like a weird ending to this like i really thought like luke was gonna die or something like i know the dad died yeah. but at least it was not like gruesome and it it was just so like in barter to get the kids out but then yeah and so the house the last scene is like you hear him wrapping up his conclusion of his book i guess and then you see this the house all the lights in the windows glowing in the hill house and then fade to black that is the end of the rundown but it's weird to me that everything's still alive in the house yeah nothing oh 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 i forgot that the the dudley's like you see them later as like um mr dudley carrying old mrs dudley to the house and lays her down like i think she's old and she's gonna die from old age so he brings her oh, back geez. to the house to die in the house which she does and she wakes up as a like a younger like her younger self and she's with abigail and she's holding her baby oh so yeah like anything that dies in the house just stays in that house forever oh, ah But what? Okay, so then, do they ever explain the creepy tall ghost? He was that skeleton that Luke found when he was little in the basement. Oh. He had gone crazy from the ghosts that already were there, had driven him crazy to wall himself up in the cellar and die in there. So he he totally was cask cask of Amontillado. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> And and he was – they said that in one of the creepy illusions, too. I think it was in Theo's. Like, her fake girlfriend person was like, oh, I could tell you a story about a guy who was really small, and he, all he ever wanted to do was tall. But then when he woke up, he was a giant. He was tall. So, like, I know she was talking about that guy. Oh. Because I guess he was actually in real life a short man. 
And when he was a ghost, that's why he was, like, really tall and creepy. Yeah. Because that's, I guess, what he had wanted to be. And maybe they told him that's what would happen if he killed himself or walled himself up or something. But he was a creepy thing, too, because they could hear scratching in the wall. And they always assumed it was rats. But then, like, when the pest control people came, they were like, you don't don't have any rats. There's no rats here. But it was, like, the ghost in the walls, like, scratching because he had tried to get out when he had buried himself in the wall. Oh, no. Yeah. No. Yes. Yes, Jess, that is true. That is true. That is what happened. No, it's not. I don't accept that. No. And um, what's that? What's that thing that the mom in um, um, Arrested Development says? Like, I don't know. Oh, and I won't ask any more questions, or I won't answer any more questions because I'm <laughs> ridiculous. It's like, but she's like trying to order. I, I can't remember, remember. Like at a restaurant or something. <laughs> and he was like, "What would you like to order?" And she said something. And was like, "No," and I won't answer any more questions. <laughs> I refuse to answer. It's like some like really ridiculous things that she says. I know. I don't remember the exact quote, but I know it's hilarious. Maybe I definitely don't remember that. Oh my. I really think that that was a very excellently written show, but it was like sometimes pointlessly scary. Like, what was the point of that part of that, or why was that having to do with that? Like, yes, something, some, some parts of it. Yeah, and I kept, I think I, I kept waiting for like, and the house was built by demons, or I don't know something. Right, right, because they don't explain why the house is alive. Because they show you all these ghosts that were still like haunted when they were alive there. So, like, where did it start? Like, right. when did the house start killing people? Right. Why? Especially because if it's more, like, because, like, obviously it's built in, I'm sorry, inspired by the book and everything, and it's based on that. But, like, I feel like if when they make it into, like, a show or, if, like, anything's kind of, like, yeah, like, just translated into another version, I think they usually go more in depth. And, like, I feel like this show is, like, a lot more further along in, in certain aspects of the story than what it sounds like the book was. Yeah. But, like, if they do that, then you have to answer those questions. Right. Like, it's like, if you're going right. to not, just do the they book. They don't explain why that house is alive. You have to give reasons to the things you add to the story. I felt like that the whole That's time I was watching it, though. I was like, they don't explain this in the end. So help me. Yes. <laughs> I will get on my podcast yeah. and I will talk about it. But they explain, like, a lot of the things, like, of the people, but not of the house. I'm like, why is the house creepy? I think they're only going for the metaphorical thing and not the literal thing, which drives me crazy when, like, the story makes sense metaphorically in some weird yeah. way. I need but a it little. it doesn't make sense when you're explaining it. I need a little. It, I, I just, I, I totally, I feel like you need both. Mm. I feel like that's what makes really good writing is, like, when things really make sense both yes. ways. Like, because otherwise you're just, like, writing nonsense. Right. Like, sometimes it just feels like you're writing like, nonsense. Like, is that's it built I mean. on a uh, graveyard? Just, like, something. Something like yeah yeah just like or like like even if it's supposed to be like sourced from something evil or whatever like yeah like it did like did the materials just like come together on their own like yeah i mean like I don't, that's stupid mm-hmm. but it's like it's something that bothers me yes totally it bothers me it bothers, me. It bothers all of us it bothers all of us as english majors for some reason because probably because you just want it to be neat as a writing is supposed to be at least that's how they always make you feel i feel like i probably always say this all the time in our two 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 to three podcasts we've made so Mm -hmm. far but like when they're when you're in english class you're all your english teachers are always driving you crazy about the same five things and it's like that has to be complete and has to be like well-rounded and like full circle so when things aren't you're like wait a second how did they get away with that but i can't get away that freaking eighth grade literature right that's what i think right if people can publish works of art like this and um get them published and made into shows then how come i can't write a story that doesn't really make sense at the end like the way i want it to make sense and call that literature exactly and call it yeah you know what i also just want to say this real quick i think it's kind of funny that we started on the halloween thing because we all love halloween mm-hmm. but i don't think any of us are fans of horror no so it's kind of funny that we did this yeah i really had to, like, I had to watch like a good yeah go ahead Mary. 
No, I just had, yeah, I was just about to say, like, I had to watch, like, a good, like, 40 minutes of Korean soaps the first time we talked about this. <laughs> so, like, cause it was so late at night, but as soon as I, like, got off the phone with you guys and I was in bed, I was like, no. And I, like, I'm like, oh, sorry, Milo. No, it's okay. I was really fine. I was fine. But it was just like, oh, oh, man. I kept thinking about the tall ghost. I was like, that's yeah, creepy. He was creepy. Yeah, he was. He freaked me out when I saw him. I did not like him at all. Mm-mm. Nope, nope, nope. <sighs> help me. So help me. So help me. So help me. There's there's no creepy tall ghost for real. Don't worry. Don't worry. That's right. It's not here. None of them are here. And they're based on like a book that's also just completely made up. So it's okay. So win-win. They, they did pull like a lot of weird quotes from the book that I would hear in the show like when I read the book I was like oh they said that but that has nothing like I felt like it almost annoyed me once I knew that because it, it seems like pointless because when they say it in the show it sounds like it's something important and we're like and now I realize yeah. that every time they said something that sounded out of place and just like a weird quote it's because they were quoting something from the book just to like just to have something from the book which is kind of oh annoying because it didn't really serve a purpose of the story you know it wasn't uh, it wasn't purposeful no it was just not at all to be weird because there there was a part in the book when Eleanor's on her way to the house because the four people that are going to the house had all experienced something supernatural and that's why they were invited to like investigate the house because they had experience with it something weird happened yeah. to them in their life so what like while Eleanor's driving to the house she's like stopping at a diner and there's a family that sits next to her and there's a little girl and she's refusing to drink her milk out of a normal glass because she wants her cup of stars is what she calls it her cup of stars so she must have a cup at Uh home that has stars on it and like Eleanor in the book is like in her mind talking to herself because she's kind of the narrator of the book she's like um oh don't do it don't do it little girl like once you accept their normal cup or whatever normalcy of life like nobody will ever give you the special things that you liked before like she has this weird speech she's saying like demand your cup of stars so in the in the show the little girl finds a teacup Nellie finds a teacup with stars on it and that's when she finds out who Poppy is because Mrs. Dudley's like oh this belonged to Poppy when she was a little girl she had a cup of stars and she would only demand that she could drink out of this for every meal or whatever and she's like and I told her you always demand that cup of stars because the second that you don't the people will just give you normal things in life or whatever I'm like that just didn't oh. seem to fit for yeah reason. especially like the perspective of where that they were coming from in the book yeah I feel like that didn't that's not what I guess they were trying to introduce the ghosts like give them some kind of connection like you need to find out who who they were in the house for some reason so like oh let's just have her find like her old tea set or something but I'm like but that's weird it's weird and then when you see when she went and she's an adult Nellie in the show she has a mug a blue mug with stars on it when she's drinking her coffee I'm like oh Uh... that's kind of that that I thought was better than the book thing because it's like okay she grew up and she still wanted like a sparkly star cup because she found one when she was little I don't know. There was just weird things like that. Like, that just didn't have enough to do with what actually happened in the book for it to make sense for you to put it in the show. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Totally. Totally. But it's like they went in and found, like, five things. Like, okay, let's use this quote, this thing, this thing. And then it says it's it's based on the book. It's like when you go into your creative writing lab classes, literally... And they tell you to highlight and annotate each other's papers and just you're just like writing things that you know you can talk about because you have to talk. Right. Right. <laughs> right. That's- and you circle it. Yes. And then they all were like, let's read all this. Everyone read the book and find each find a thing you want to use. They're like, oh, yeah, we can totally put that in. That is totally like what we can put in this book. Like they just right. totally annotated their things for the sake of putting it in the show because they had to. Yeah. That's what maybe, I think. Maybe they did have to. Maybe they were like required to use a certain amount yeah. of direct things. I think so. For the property. That's what or I something. think. Like to have the copyright. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I totally I don't know. I think they're going to they do a season it. two because it was popular on Netflix, but the writer said that that family's done. He's like, I'm, if we do a season two, it's not going to be about that family at all because they're Oh, their good. story is over. But then I wonder if, like, if it's still that same house, like, it'd be weird if they weren't in that house. 
like the ghosts mm-hmm. of the dad and Nellie and the mom. Maybe it would be about the ghosts before them. Yeah, that would make more sense. That would be cool. Like the first one. Maybe it'll explain why the freaking house is haunted. Yeah. yeah that would be a good reason to make a season two. Yeah. Why is that would be haunted? excellent, in my opinion. Yeah, that would be the only acceptable reason to make a season two, in my opinion. In my opinion. I'm really sorry, ladies, but I do think I need to go to dinner. I think it is ready. You should do that. So I think I think I might have to leave. I'm no, it's okay. Sorry. We're done. We're done. We're done the rundown. Man, oh, that rundown. It was really an excellent rundown. I really, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I have to think of something very non-spooky for us to discuss next time. You guys have any ideas? <laughs> you let me know. Oh yeah, we've got lots of ideas. We've got talk about tons of fairy tales and tons of japanese ideas Good. and tons of things that make us happy for sure for sure uh, for her sure okay go to dinner man for sure thank you girls i love you and happy halloween everyone happy, happy Dia halloween Muertes. i can never say it with it's, the correct accent that holiday that's right happy to you <laughs> bye Milan. Bye, Bye. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Thanks for this awesome rundown.